true stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! It was a peaceful afternoon at Greensleeves Middle School, much like any lunch period at any Mid-America Middle School in 1956, full of leather-jacketed teens singing about their summer conquests, sullen seventh graders struggling through puberty, and of course, a gaggle of gossiping girls. Holy cannoli, Missy! Can you believe there's police tape around the trophy case? It's not even real police tape. It says, Happy Halloween. Mr. Fitzgerald couldn't get the actual police to look for his stupid tennis trophy. Who do you think stole it? The bigger mystery is, who cares? (laughs) The biggest mystery is why anyone would want it. Eugene, Oregon, what are you always doing right behind us? Just feeling included. and second twins did this time, Eugene. Something super fun, I bet. Over at the lunchtime typography club, the Oregon twins briefly paused the serif versus sans serif debate to ponder the announcement. Full names must be serious. Well, I bet it's about the stolen trophy. Do you think he's gonna get you two to solve the case? Well, we have offered several times to show him the preliminary research package we put together. Seriously, girls, right now, this is a two-way PA system. I can hear you lollygagging. This debate isn't over, Bobby. Yeah, sans serifs is sans aesthetic. Well, I guess serifs can bite it. They're gone. Get out the cards. All right, kids. The game is five-card draw, and the deuces are wild. On their way to the principal's office, Sue and Sally run into their favorite school janitor. Call the principal's office. You girls up to mischief? Always, Miss Olga. We think it's something to do with the stolen trophy. Oh, mischief indeed. Have you, uh... Called the culprit? We have a couple of theories. We'll see if any more clues pop up when we talk to Mr. Fitzgerald. Watch, girls. He'll try to pin it on us. Unsolved theft? Always blamed on custodial staff, especially if not unionized. Don't worry, Miss Olga. We'll get to the bottom of this. Solidarity. In his office, Mr. Fitzgerald seems not to notice the girls enter as he stares wistfully out the window in a vain attempt to exude confidence, mystery, and power. Is what I imagine he's going for. Ahem, Mr. Fitzgerald? Ah, girls, thank you for coming. Please, sit down. It is for a very serious matter that I bring you here today. You see... Since the beginning of time, man has awarded his fellow man You want us to tell you who stole the trophy. Mm. Well, yes. We've got a couple of theories for you, and several precocious questions. Do you have a photo of the trophy? Yes, right here. It was last seen on Tuesday. I think it goes without saying why I want it recovered so desperately. John Anthony Fitzgerald, Oregon State Junior Junior Singles Tennis Champion, 1938. Golly, Mr. Fitzgerald, you must be real proud of your son. My son? That is my trophy! How old do you kids think I am? Like a million. What do you say, Sally? Sistina? 
Not Aldous? Heavens, no. Look at the line thickness in the F of Fitzgerald. Definite Roman inspiration in the lettering. What's that? Oh, nothing. We've recently gotten into typeface identification. It's kind of our thing now. Sure. The championship was from my final year here at Greensleeves Middle School when I finally beat that hotshot Markov. You mean Anton Markov, the tennis player? Yes. Anton Markov, the world-famous, incredibly dreamy tennis player? Yes. Anton Markov, literally the only star athlete to ever come out of Greensleeves, Nebraska? You beat him. Gee, if I'd known every day I'd been walking by an artifact of Anton Markov's defeat at the hands of our super square principal, I'd have had a lot more fainting spells at school than I already do. Hey, now, now, had I not dedicated myself to education, I too might have several world championships by now. Don't forget a supermodel girlfriend and fabulous sponsorship deals and biceps. Moving on! When I came in Wednesday morning at 7 a.m., the trophy was gone, and there were no signs of any tampering with the trophy case lock. It's as if it disappeared. So, it must have been opened by someone with a key to the case. Only myself and the custodial staff have keys. Are the trophies ever removed for cleaning, Mr. Fitzgerald? Not regularly. Oh, about four years ago, when the trophy case was replaced, they were moved to a safe room. I mean, my, my living room. Which is still pretty safe, but but don't be fooled, girls, into thinking this was an innocent accident. That trophy was taken in cold blood. I can feel it. And you want us to say the janitors did it. What? That That's preposterous. But if the evidence happened to lead there... I'm afraid it's not quite that easy, Mr. Fitzgerald. We hate to say it, but this entire case is built on a lie. You didn't hate saying that. You're right. I loved every second of it. A a lie? What, what? What lie? This trophy in the photograph, the one that was stolen, was was a a fake. Are the Oregon twins right? Was the stolen trophy a fake? They're usually right about these things. In that case, what happened to the real trophy? I have so many questions. Find out the answers after this word from our sponsors. Hello, it is I, Anton Markov, famed tennis player. When I was little, my family moved from Russia to small-town America for new opportunity. If first we go to Ohio, there they are jerks to us. We move again to Idaho, there also jerks. We move three more times, all jerks. Finally, we settle in Greensleeves, Nebraska. There are some jerks, but mostly everyone is pretty okay. Relatively speaking, pretty tolerant. Even gay cop dad's okay there. In Greensleeves, we afford reasonable-priced tennis lessons, and that is how I become world-famous tennis player, and now have very, very large vacation house in Bahamas. It is pretty sweet. This message has been paid for by the Greensleeves Nebraska Tourism Board. Greensleeves. There are some jerks, but mostly everyone is pretty okay. And now back to the show. In the office of Principal Fitzgerald, Sue and Sally Oregon have just dramatically announced that the stolen trophy was in fact a stolen trophy forgery. 
The real trophy was stolen. Must have been four years ago while the case was being replaced. And put back in its place was this rather careless forgery. Curls, please. I, I think you've been reading too many mystery stories. Well, why would anyone replace a middle school trophy with a fake? Besides, I visited it regularly ever since I graduated, and it has always looked exactly the same. Well, if you look closely at the... Wait, you... visited it? That is neither pertinent nor pathetic. We're guessing you didn't have the benefit of a top-notch typography club when you went to school. Look at this photo again. I cleverly identified the typeface as Sistina. Most trophies from the 1930s and 40s use Fifth Avenue. Sistina wasn't designed until 1950 and not widely released until 1951. This trophy could only be five years old. Maybe six if one went to a very cutting-edge engraver. There's a joke in there somewhere. I would have said... The engraver who could have done this typeface in 1950 is more on the cutting edge than the edge that engraves his engraving. Nope, nope, abort, abort. Clearly, there was something about the old trophy they wanted hidden. Perhaps the name of the real winner? What are you implying, young lady? As you may remember when we repeatedly offered to solve this case for you, we emphasized our thorough research methodology. Behold, our preliminary findings. Significantly, all copies of the 1938 Greensleeves Middle School yearbook, and therefore its documentation of the junior-junior tennis championships of that year, were missing from the school library. But we did manage to track down the 1939 yearbook for Greensleeves High. Your freshman year, I believe. Including a photo of the 1939 Greensleeves High Tennis Team, the One Loves. When we didn't see you in the team photo, we thought to ourselves, why would the reigning junior-junior tennis champion suddenly retire from the sport at the age of 14? Because you weren't the reigning champion. You're right, you did visit that trophy regularly. Not because of pride, because it filled you with rage. It should have been yours, you thought while staring at it. Your face pressed against the glass leaving gross nose prints. But you never beat Anton in the finals. He beat you, fair and square. It wasn't fair and square, it was rigged! I don't know who was bribed, that ball hit the line, I swear it did, and yet it was ruled outside, and with that I lost my championship. But, but, but how did you know? We didn't know, until just now. Dang. The only question left was, why would you have waited so long to replace the trophy? 1952 wasn't just the year that the trophy case was being replaced. It was also the year Anton Markov made it to Wimbledon. Didn't... Wimbled, Wimbledon? Wimbledon? Sh- only to the quarterfinals. A dog could make it to the Wimbledon quarterfinals. Your jealousy reached its peak and you saw your chance. There was no one left who remembered who won the 1938 Junior-Junior Championship. Or at least, no one you thought would care. You replaced Anton's trophy with one bearing your name, disposed of the telltale 1938 yearbooks, and from then on, you could live peacefully, believing that justice, much like a tennis ball, had had been been hit with a racket. Sally, this is why you're not the sporty one. Finally, when the trophy went missing this week, you didn't want to get the police involved. Too many of them went to middle school with you. So you asked us instead, assuming we would find the culprit without questioning the veracity of the award itself. I'm not mad you used us, Mr. Fitzgerald. I'm just disappointed that you underestimated us. 
and hungry because it's lunchtime. Now, if you don't mind, we need to get back to the typography club, or that sans serif gang is gonna think they own the place. Uh, wait a minute, girls. I admit you're you're right about everything, but but you never figured out who took the fake trophy. Oh, that. Clearly, it was a student playing a joke on you. Yes, definitely a student. I've、uh, stole the keys to the trophy case off one of the janitors. Sadly, there are no clues as to which student it was. Could have been Missy Petal. Could have been anyone. Who knows? And you you won't tell anyone about my championship? No, but it's not too hard to figure out. You beat Anton Markov. I mean, no offense, but have you seen you? Okay. Yes, you girls can go now. Back in the school hallways, Sue and Sally make one last stop before returning to typography club. Don't worry, Miss Olga. He doesn't think it was any of the janitors. Oh, thank you, girls. Did you figure out who really stole it? We know it was you, Miss Olga. Why does everyone today think we're slow? It had to be one of the janitors. You and Mr. Fitzgerald are the only ones with the keys. We couldn't figure out which janitor, though, until we me whatever identified the typeface and we uncovered the trophy's torrid backstory. Anton Markov is your brother. How did you know? Um, this is Greensleeves, Nebraska. There's like only one Russian family. That principal thought he could switch out the trophy and no one would ever notice. I noticed. I have to wipe his darned nose prints off that glass every day. Anton is the pride and joy of my family, and I would not let his legacy at this school be besmirched. Well, don't worry about a thing, Miss Olga. We've got your back. Thank you, girls, for not telling on me. I'm sure if someone did this to your brother, you'd do the same. Eh. And so Sue and Sally returned to their typography club, where they proceeded to totally kick butt in the serif versus sans serif debate, and also uncover the first clues that would eventually lead them down the rabbit hole of the Greensleeves Middle School's underground gambling ring. Personally, I prefer sans serif, but then again, I am a child of the 21st century. And so concludes another mystery from the case files of Duotang Chesterfield. The case of the taken tennis trophy was written by Grace Smith, Sue and Sally Oregon, Betsy, and the Greensleeves Nebraska Tourism Board spokesperson were all played by Grace Smith. <laughs> Mr. Fitzgerald and Anton Markov were played by Joseph Beebe. Do you girls need two tickets to this gun show? Eugene Oregon was played by Leet Stetson. Allison Choi was played by Polly Fokayev. Like a piccolo breathing into a pillow. Missy Petal was played by Polly Fokayev. It's not even real police tape. It's not. It's like not even real. It's not. It's not real. No one notices. It's not real. It says you're the only one. It's smart enough to figure that out. Happy Halloween. Wait, is it real though? No, it's not even real police. Miss Olga was also played by Polly Fokayev. Don't worry, Eugene. You grow up. It grow up. You all grow up together. It is not always soft like this. No, don't, Eugene. Eugene, I know you are flexible, but please. Really, team little guy. Save some things for the church. You know what I mean. With a surprise cameo appearance by Leet Stetson as your narrator, Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Doubletake. Duotang Chesterfield wants to know. 
Ever catch your middle school principal doing something he shouldn't? Do not let us know by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com. Next time, a cartoonishly complex line of inheritance leads Jim Buckles down the bloody avenues of untimely death, sudden disappearance, and children's television. Please, you must protect me. I'm afraid for my life. Buckles, if you're about to go off half-cocked on another cockamamie hitchcocky and hunchcock. The Adventures of Sappy Bum the Dewworm, that's what it's called? On the next episode of Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater. Ah, oh, these are just getting dumber and dumber. <laughs>